0: Hello, welcome to the Dirty Lie podcast, a podcast about facts, figures, and weird things from the past. I'm your host, Des, and I'm here with my co-host,
1: Timmy Tyre. It's really nice to talk to you guys and, you know, get back into it.
0: Um, I had threats on my life last week. After, <laughs> after we dabbled into the <laughs> political sphere, you see, but um, mm. you cannot kill me. I have a black man blood,
1: mm. I see. I, I never get any good threats. I don't know why. I feel like people just because uh, I'm just always home, or maybe the parties I go to are good, so different, but like you know, the threats aren't really reaching me, and yeah, I'm it's kind of disappointing.
0: Can you people hear Tim Tell? We were, you people threaten Tim Tell, not me. I had some funny insults though, someone mentioned someone messaged me i was like do you know your brain is offline and i was like no i (laughs) i was not aware
1: (laughs) i had no idea i mean how would you know if your own brain was offline (laughs)
0: right and like how do i put it back on <laughs> like i really i had questions for him but then i was like let me not engage you know last yeah. week we promised you guys a fire episode on a certain individual who shall not be named for safety reasons <laughs> <Was she
1: tenable? laughs>
0: but that episode is actually still coming no it was not it was Hope bola so. ahmed tinubu um, it was bola ahmed yeah, tinubu man. I mean, that may or may not be his birth name, but that's the name we all know him as. And the episode will come. But after I was threatened, I decided not to do it this week. Instead, I'm going to spend time (laughs) researching to get you guys an even better episode than what I would have dropped. Because if you come for the king, you can't miss.
1: I want court documents. I want birth certificates. I want blood tests. You I, want, want I want house deeds records. i want
0: I... videos i want imagery you want i want a full court documentary style episode i decided yeah, yeah. headshots like this is what <laughs> they should have done in the first avengers movie you just go for the head don't play around Why are you kicking about that like, like a small you kid?
1: know i was like the third avengers movie <laughs>
0: Okay, no, I meant the first one of the end game, right? Like, before they entered, the reason why they yeah, had to I go know, into end game is because they didn't go for the head. They were playing about. But, you know what? A lot of people have discussed this man in varying degrees. He is running to be president. He is the forerunner. he's likely to win. <sighs> but as, as as at present, I do not reside within the confines of Nigeria. And I hold a very important blue document and biden is up there should, the I, should i
1: tell them what the blue document is i feel like you can
0: what what's the blue document
1: it is it's a, it's, it's a passport you know I was, going to, I was going to make a joke and i was just like you know that it was really good but it was also really mean and i don't want to be mean anymore to like politicians and stuff Re-
0: why no. it's because be you're nice wearing glasses me. now Man, You guys TMT is wearing glasses today and it's throwing me off. It's really throwing me off. I don't know how to deal with this. (laughs) Now the two of us look like little nerds up in this room. (laughs) Speaking into a microphone. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) This is like you know where the people that they make fun of on the internet, like probably two dogs just sitting down in their closet. Yeah, actually,
1: that's us. I mean But we'll be all right. I I won't lie, I've had these glasses. I've had these glasses for many, many years. Like close to definitely like close to a decade now. I, you know, I just I just don't wear them and I've been getting the headaches. So I have I, like every now and then I'll, I'll wear them for a couple of months because of headaches and then the headaches will subside and I don't need to wear them for a while. So I'm in headache season. Um hopefully this uh, it'll it'll take a couple of months and by December I'll be able to see you guys scary. again.
0: This is really scary because I thought I knew you really well. Like I'm, I i do not know these glasses. Mm. You say you've had them for a decade. <laughs> I've, I've known you for a decade. Yeah. Oh man. Anyways, that's just an aside. You know what? With the case and everything.
1: Where's my glasses taste? This is really yeah.
0: nerd central. Like we need to go you. out more. So, today we need to go out more. Did you go out this weekend?
1: I go out too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, went to, I met to a bunch of interesting people this weekend. Oh, that's fantastic.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good.
1: Yeah, they were cute.
0: They were cute, the people? Mm. Mm. So... Yeah, the people this- were cute. Oh, gosh. This week, we're going to talk about, like, three people named Kufu. Their names are all Kufu. And they're all awesome people. And I was like, well, that's a cool wink-a-dink. <laughs> How are we trying to find three... <laughs> I want like, to a you thing i'm trying to talk about cool nigerian women and i found three all named Kofu and i was like these are some baddies yeah and they're gonna feature on the three
1: kids the kkk the kkk's um
0: Oop. um tim tile
1: i genuinely think i have a gift where no matter how wholesome or good something is i can ruin it in like 0.5 seconds <laughs> i wasn't even really trying with this one i could have you know <laughs>
0: I was talking to someone because I we was talking politics and they were trying to run the numbers on me. First of all, this is what I was doing on a Friday night, which is why I say you need to go out more. I'm talking about myself. But on Friday, I was talking to someone and they were like, Yeah, but like, you know, what do you think the, the program is? And I was like, The Kardashian sisters. And they're like, The Kardashians. I was like, Yeah. Katina, Kaduna, Akano, what do you call them? <laughs> and they were like, I
1: don't know. Not that. <laughs>
0: Not that. I well I call them the, over over on my side, we call them the Kardashian sisters. And Kano is definitely Kim. Kano is Kim. Mm. Katina might be it's Chloe, Courtney. but I'm not sure. Hmm? Kaduna mm. is Courtney now. I, I can see Kano Courtney. being
1: Courtney. Just isn't isn't Kano, Kano the largest, has the like the like, Yeah,
0: Kano has the biggest numbers. How can yeah, exactly. Be so Kano, Kim has the biggest numbers. Kano is definitely the Chloe why because she's chunky
1: no no she's tall wow come oh. on no, she hasn't been chunky for like half a decade
0: true true dating a jamaican man would do that to you anyways Hey God. <laughs> let's get serious here let us get serious i'm talking about three kofos today three women who mm. are cool women i don't know how else did i say this they are cool women who played a role in Nigeria? Cool babes. Are you ready for this week's fact?
1: I am. 100% ready for this week's facts.
0: Ready to meet the Kofoworolas. Number one. Mm. I know Ademola was the first black African woman to earn a degree from Oxford University. And was the first female member of the united bank for africa also known as uba she mm. was born on the 21st of may 1913 and she was yeah just a scholar first black woman to earn a degree from oxford university decided to also become an author of children's books just to add to her excellency i guess
1: i mean it was probably really profitable then i know she was on her capitalist shit. Oh, but, my. Yeah, it's fair oh,
0: my gosh. Okay. Fact, it's, not, it's,
1: true. It's, true, fact, it's true. It's true. It's true. Fact
0: <laughs> two. Mm? Mm-hmm. Kofo Worela Abeni Pratt, also known as Chief Kofo Abeni Pratt, was the first black nurse to work in Britain's NHS, the National Health Service, and the first black okay. chief nursing officer of Nigeria. And um, because of when she studied at the Nightingale College, she actually mm-hmm. studied in like bomb shelters when she was in the UK because it was oh, like nice. post World War Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the first black nurse in the NHS was a Nigerian woman named Kufu.
1: Kufu Abeni, what you said, a- Abeni Pratt. Beautiful name.
0: Yes. And the last Kufu that we're gonna talk about is kofo Warola buckner she was born in 1933 and by the age of 40 had been imprisoned 16 times and publicly flogged <laughs> she was a political <laughs> why did you just laugh she was a political it's, it's activist she was a political activist who worked with uh, ransom kuti and okay, she, she sounds
1: like someone with a lot of integrity and someone who would never like walk you know under a terrible politician or a terrible politician anyway yeah continue what you're saying does so sounds like a real go-getter uh
0: you already know who uh koforla buckner is you know hmm? you know all the kofors you already
1: know the lie. no abeni pratt is a new one for me actually but like yeah i'm i know the first two you know the, Kofor- i know the first Kofu and the last Kofo
0: okay but i've been in practice the new one for you yes fair i made this one really easy because what, whatever man it was not that hard because we already did kofo abayomi mm-hmm. who's a guy kofo. Uh, that's just
1: kofo abayomi is
0: a cool dude
1: um a guy kofo um i mean i guess he's not technically a kofo but we could do like kofiana no
0: tim Taro. No. it's not
1: it's not transferable sorry no. i thought it was like a you know like a degree or something all right
0: uh, is your name transferable to tim okay. should i do a tim jones when i'm doing a tim tire
1: yes tim Taylor and timothy have literally like 95 percent of the same letters
0: I feel like your math is off there, by the way. Like I feel. I'm like... not joking.
1: I mean, <laughs> there's. I, I think it's just a few vowels. So like we both have T M T A N Y. You know what? Just tell
0: them what the lie is. Celebrate your win. How about that?
1: Well, I think the lie is about. I think the lie is about Kofu Buckner.
0: Yes, because who is she?
1: Um, she was, she used to serve on Natsunubu. I remember, I just remember knowing that from like primary school or whatever. But she used to serve on Natsunubu. And maybe he was the one flogging her. I don't know. I don't know where the exact, like, you know, <laughs> the, yeah. I don't know where the exact, uh, the, where the truth comes um, from. Yeah, where the truth of like also. Okay. A, Let's get, the light. Cool. Let's get the yeah.
0: lie out of the way Because the truth behind the yeah. lie is really interesting Koforola Bokno Akerele Is a Nigerian politician And former Deputy Governor of Lagos States Under Bolatinubu She was the Deputy Governor under Bolatunubu From 1999 to 2003 She only lasted one term She was succeeded by Femi Pedro Who did not even last his full term? (laughs) Sorry, this is not that funny, but deputy governors don't really fare well under Tinubu. No, I mean normal governors don't fare well (laughs) under (laughs) Tinubu. No one does. (laughs) It's like being
1: it's like being the PM of Britain right now. It's just it's not a great job.
0: It's guys shout out though because we have a uh, BME Prime Minister like he might be a and he came in on Diwali. he came in on Diwali. that's what i was saying i was like bro that's a sign from his hindu god that the light is shining on him Diwali is the hindu festival of lights, and you have a hindu man first brown man who's prime minister mm. of england ever i said england of the uk ever mm. his name is sunak what's his first Still name a Tory. Already-
1: but um, he yeah. is a
0: Tory like most Nigerians. But yeah, soon. Guy. I I kind of nearly cried too. Let's not go there. We have Sarah Tory. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> the Prime Minister. <laughs> okay, um Kofo Buckner, mm. what do I have to say about her? She is currently a member of the PDP. She has been seen on campaign trails with Peter L B. She was deputy governor under Tirubu, who she calls a dictator she said some very probably what you'd describe as truthful things to be honest she there is an article titled era of dictator amassing wealth to get his way in lagos is coming to an end buckner akere may 2021 i mean i wish she was correct but i do you think the era is over it's not over now i just said
1: <sighs> no, all i can think about All I can really think about is what kind of last name Buckner is. Mm. That yeah, sounds and, you know, me. I don't know it how could they got people come up with these. Whatever, like, what, what, okay, I guess it could be. You know, I, I'm not even trying to mess with people's identities because I guess the book could be like. You a know, Lagos. a lot
0: of Lagos like, people are um, returnees. You have this, the Sierra Leonean returnees, you have the Brazilian returnees, you even have people like Devon's, who's like an ex slave, I think, from America who came here. So you have some interesting last names in Lagos, and you're like, where is that from? Um, i'd say a lot of them i think a lot of the, those names are returnees
1: yeah i mean you have people like our friend Susan, who's what well, they're from barbados and whose yeah. like ancestor we came across in a piece of like historical text when we we're doing research for this podcast True. um but yeah, is- yeah yeah yeah, right you're right but yeah bokta just doesn't seem it doesn't it doesn't seem very english or very nigerian it just seems like a weird combination of both
0: Mm. So I'll just read one quote um, from Koforola Buckner Akele and then I'll move on to the truth, which is just way more exciting for me and I think will be for you. <laughs> um <Okay. laughs> No, 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 as in the woman is really, 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 really awesome. So, but let's let's just finish with this one. And I quote, "The point is that we have a dictator in Lagos State. In fact, someone who is literally like a mafia don, and has been able to amass stupendous wealth. He is able to use his wealth to get his way in Lagos. But I think that is coming to an end because I think people are now realizing <laughs> that with all this, there has been no improvement in the lives of the common people.
1: Boy, was she wrong. <laughs> oh, don't let me pass I mean, out. Come on. We, 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 got, we got the lucky, we got, we got lucky Bridge. How can she say life didn't improve? Uh, and then corn. Don't forget the Akbado. What else go? if you the, just because, have
0: the um, faith of an agbado
1: a, must a, a mustard corn
0: a mustard corn you'll be able to move mountains i read let's not even get there but i did if anyone wants to read his um thing you should read it like i don't know it's probably not relevant but you you can read it if you have time like i did let's go to the last is that his the manifesto tr- yeah i read his manifesto his platform and stuff it was like fantastic okay. if you like a 12 year old and still believe in santa claus
1: i went to check it out
0: they were like what do you what are you I'm gonna, gonna do when out. nigeria doesn't have money and, he, and they're like print more money no i said He
1: <laughs> <laughs> that Joe? stop
0: it <laughs> I'm, look at my <laughs> eyes i'm crying because it's, we're only laughing but <laughs> is it funny <laughs> they were like we will print money Thank and watch God. the inflation but like their solution is to print more money it's i just imagine when he said that in person like i didn't see this but like you know how he talks about these things Like why has nobody ever thought of this like just take all the youth and hire them yeah. into the military or <laughs> Give them a hoe and make them yeah. farmers. And he looks around like, haven't you guys thought of this people? It's ingenious. And I know the people around him are like, yeah, that's so yeah, freaking genius.
1: It. I think it's a combination, a combination of stuff that, like, legit, like, people that are, like, too... Like, I don't want to say stupid, but, you know, for lack of a better term, they're just too stupid to, like, think better than that. And people that are too scared to admit that they're not as stupid as him or the rest of the cronies. <laughs> so they just, they're like, okay... they just let it go this is what we're doing it's
0: crazy let's go go to hajiya gambo sawaba because she is a nigerian hero she's really cool to talk about before we talk about the other two kofos which are truths let's get the lie out of the way but i want to talk about the truth behind the lie the truth of the story is that hajiya gambo sawaba was married off at 13 after being was, she was like an orphan, she was married off at 13, became a politician at 17 and was imprisoned at 20. She was imprisoned over 16 times. At one point in time, they used a broken bottle to shave off her head. She was a political activist. She was fighting for women's rights in northern Nigeria. She was fighting for the rights of all the disenfranchised. And she is a legend. And I did not know about her for a very long time. I imagine some people don't know about her. So let me just run this I'm very excited um,
1: to hear this this is amazing let's go
0: Hajaratu Gambo Saaba was born to a father of Ghanaian descent and her mother came from Nupi land she her father and mother converted to Islam so her father's name became Issa and her mom's name was Fatima she was born on February 15th 1933 and she was originally named Hajaratu but since she was born to a pair of twins she became known as Gambo Her name Gambo Sawaba comes up due to her activism so I'll I'll explain how she gets that name later on. She went to primary school in Tundunwada for a few years but she lost her father in 1943 and her mother in 1946 which subsequently ended her education so she didn't actually even finish primary school. She was married four times in her life. The first time she was married when she was 13 years old Bello was a veteran of the Second World War. We still have to talk about Nigerian soldiers in the Second World War. But her first husband was a veteran of the war and he was just 13 and he married her, got her pregnant and then left. Um, When she was growing up, they said that she had a fighting spirit. Growing up as a girl in northern Nigeria in the 30s and 40s, it said that she would always intervene in other children's fights on the side of the loser, telling them, I have bought this fight from you before carrying on in the scuffle (laughs) to beat up the bigger guy or beat up the guy who was winning. It was said that she would also like talk kindly to mad people or like people, beggars on the side of the road, and have conversations with them. She was known for fighting so much that her clothes would like get torn all the time because she'd just see them beating up a kid and jump in and try and help the kid. To the point that her mom had Mm. to change the material that she made her dresses in. (laughs) because you're just like, I'm not going to be sewing these nice clothes for you to come up in this house with them torn, telling me you're fighting somebody else's Mm. battles. But that's the type of child that she was said to be. And that too, like... So it just gives you an idea, like, that she was always the person, you know, that she was just always this person. When she was forced to marry this second World War veteran, but she was forced to marry a World War II veteran when she was 13. And she gave birth to her only child... Bilkisu, Bilkisu, is it Bilkisu? Wow. Why are you laughing at me? Because Beom- I'm reading Beokisu. it as. It it spells Billy Kisu. Maybe it's a new painting. No, name.
1: I know how it's spelled. I, I, mean, I, 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 like I know e- I know quite a few people with that there.
0: How do you pronounce it then?
1: It's Bill Kisu.
0: Okay. So you know she's a young girl, and Britain is still ruling over Nigeria, um, Northern Nigeria, using a system of indirect rule. At this time, you had like twelve northern provinces, and they were governed through the local emirs and district and village leaders, and the northern region in Nigeria at that time was ruled by the conservative northern people's congress if anyone knows like the npc that's where you get like amadu belu tafabari um they were npc guys and the emirs and the elite of the north were npc essentially but in 1950 a school teacher in kano city named malam aminu kano formed a new political party called the northern elements progressive union nepu now Nepu supported women's education in both religious and secular spheres and supported women politically and economically it was in contrast to the mpc which controlled the native authorities in the north and whose leadership was quoted as saying we in the north are happy our women are happy about their condition there is not a single northern woman who has told anyone that she is unhappy we know that is right we know what is right for our women and our men know what is right for themselves now this did not Mm. align with Zawaba's view of the World at all, her view of women's rights or her view of justice, but the Nepu message did so. She essentially joined what you consider like the opposition party in the north, the one that was not aligned with the elites or the emirs or the powers. And if you know anything about the yeah. political structure, even of the north today, you know that that is bold as hell. <laughs> and she was mm, 16, true, true. she was 16,
1: making all these crazy decisions, <laughs>
0: yes. Now she became an early member of the party's uh, women's league and she would end up heading the women's wing wing of um, the party. The leader of the Malam Kano who was the school teacher who started the party ended up becoming kind of like her mentor Um, and at this time there were already calls for women voting in other parts of Nigeria. You had Fumilayo Roussam Kuti. In Abelkuta as yeah. Fela's mom, you had Margaret Ekpo who was um, in I believe Calabar, Calabari region. Um, so this is in the western and eastern regions of Nigeria. You had Ransom Kuti and Fumler, Ransom Kuti and Margaret Ekpo, who were helping to lead these women um, movements for women in other areas of Nigeria. And Sawaba saw what was going on and she actually went down to meet with Fumilaya and Samkuti to basically learn from her and see like how they were doing the boycotts over there, how they were fighting over there and just like take that knowledge with her back to the north. So as I said like her birth name was not Sawaba. Um, the name was given to her there are two different stories about how this name was given to her and i wasn't able to find which one is like the conclusive truth one so sawaba means like freedom or redemption and some people say that that name was given to her by malam aminu kanu after she was elected the president general of nepu's woman's wing but an alternative version mm. of this is that she became known as sawaba after attending a political rally at jakara market in zaria so she went to this huge rally in zaria and while the crowd was waiting for the official speaker who was a zaria council member known as alhaji Sawaba, she apparently climbed up And took the stage and started to talk about voting and education rights for women. And she was speaking amongst men. And like this Mm. is in the north where even today political rallies women and men don't sit in the same areas. Mm. like i feel like you know when i talk about this sometimes maybe you think like oh this is like lagos where everybody's sitting there and maybe one woman just jumps on stage and starts speaking but no in the north like even today at major party political rallies women and men do not sit in the same area in the stadium women and men don't sit in the same area in the mosques so you have to imagine what it takes for a 16 17 year old to do this mm. this is pre this is <laughs> she's a teenager doing
1: this this is actually insane right
0: she's a teenager she's an orphan she's been forcibly married she's had a daughter she's on her own she could not even finish primary school and she is doing all this like i want all of us to keep this in our head as i keep talking about her because it is very like it's incredible so apparently she talks to this crowd and she fires them up and when the Zaria council member when the alhaji Gambo gets there he says that she's the first woman he knows or the first woman ever to actually address a political rally in the north and that henceforth she should be known as Gambo Sawabia which is the female version of Sawaba but she chose to go by Gambo Sawaba which is like the male version, like she didn't feminize it. She was like, yes, I'm the truth. I'm the freedom. (laughs) You don't need to make it a female version. (laughs) But yeah, so this is who she is. As I said, she got arrested at least 16 times because she was openly advocating against child marriage, forced and unpaid labor, unfair taxes. She was canvassing for jobs for women. She was canvassing for education for girls and she was canvassing for full voting rights. At this point, her husband's family was like, you are chaotic and we don't want you around our child. So she actually has to give up her baby daughter and hand her over to her in-laws.
1: You know what I'm thinking at this point? I'm sure it was like annoying for her, but she was just like, you know what? If this gives me more time to, you know, get more work done, then it might be a sacrifice I might have to make. So she probably jumps in and makes it do, you, do, you, do you, you see that being a reason for her doing it
0: like making the sacrifice
1: especially for someone as strong-willed yeah someone as strong-willed as she was like could you see like that being a reason for her like just not even like oh she couldn't fight them she just chose not to because it would allow her to, to continue her activism. work
0: yeah yeah and it probably keep her daughter safe yeah. um because she's you know constantly exactly. on the road because um so exactly. many women in the north follow the practice of purdah which is a form of social seclusion, which means mm. they wouldn't leave their houses. And Sawaba would go from house to house to speak to them. And this displeased the mm. native authority in Kano. And in 1952, she was hauled before the conservative al Kali courts, which is like the magistrates courts, on charges of drawing mm. out women who were in Perda. And the court sentenced her to three months in prison this was the first of the 16 prison sentences she would serve during her lifetime it is said that she was arrested so often that she kept a blanket with on her with the words prison yard inscribed on it nearby so that she could take it with her whenever the police came for her like Mm. she's like you know what they might throw me in prison today tomorrow or next week but i'm not gonna be cold (laughs) i'm not gonna sleep on the floor of panel prison without my blanket because this is a young woman <laughs>
1: no i mean in my head i just see her walking through the prison and just like shaking everyone like hey what's good hey listen man it's crazy out there but you know I'm, i'll am i be i'll be out again in like two weeks so i'll see you guys soon. You know, like, she's just shaking everyone blah blah she's bringing news of the outside world going back into the outside but she's also when she goes back in into the, the, the outside world outside like, I mean, yeah, she's telling people what's happening yeah i know educating right. educating i mean fair, fair but like also
0: it's not fair. it's not I, was- I don't want to make it seem like just because she carried this prison like she carried her blankie around that this made this meant it was like a soft mm. life for her um she was publicly no, flogged no, no, no. and yeah. the daily trust reported that on two occasions she was stripped naked and given 80 lashes in zaria central prison Jeez. she also endured the indignity and pain of having her hair shaved off with a broken bottle Whenever she was on trial, it said the courtroom was filled with her supporters and the authorities in Kano ordered her to leave the city. They were like, we've served your jail time, we've punished you, we've tried to bring you down but we also need you to leave our city and to make sure she complied with the order, they actually followed her and escorted her back to Zaria. They were like... Zaria, wow. take your troublemaker. We do not want her in Kano. She is going from house to house. Like, to she's
1: all yours, Zaria.
0: <laughs> but yeah, man, she was imprisoned in Zaria. Yeah. She was imprisoned in Kano. She was imprisoned in Kaduna. And she was imprisoned in Joss.
1: Not yeah. Joss. I thought Joss was... Well, I guess Joss is now more like one of the more prog- pro- progressive places because of work like this, you know? But also, I guess, a high Christian population as well. Um, Interesting, interesting Okay Okay.
0: Yeah, she But nothing stopped her In 1956, she marched to the office Of Amadou Beru In Kaduna to demand The franchise for women in the north In future parliamentary elections The premier said he would Consider it, but his pledge came to nothing Um, Women in southern Nigeria Had been granted a limited franchise In 1951 In eastern region in 1954 and western region in 1959 but you know northern women were still struggling for even a limited franchise Mm. um according to the npc they released a statement saying women would be given franchise only in god's time
1: what does that even mean
0: yeah so but anyone who doesn't know what franchise is it's the right to vote because I, I realized I didn't clarify that in the beginning. But franchise is essentially the right to vote. Disenfranchisement is like essentially being denied the right to vote. Um, It's not just being able to vote. It's being able to have representation. It's being able to have a voice. It's being able to have a say in your, in your life, right? Because you kind of have to be able to... Yeah. Yeah. During it's age- like
1: you know being yeah. able to kind of represent your interests in any kind of yeah. political agency, form. agency. Right? Yeah, it's agency yeah. as it's an a, adult. Political agency. Yes, political society, agency. Yeah. Yes,
0: political and northern women did mm. not have the right. Um, in a debate in the Nigerian Senate floor on voting rights for northern women, Senator Wuraola mm-hmm. Esan, Wuraola Esan one of the two women in the senate and a representative from the western region declared i dare say god's time may never come as far as franchise for women in the north is concerned and again in 1965 she in 1965 she told the senate i would like to remind my northern brothers that it is time the women of the north had the franchise it is relevant for me to remind our northern brothers of their promise that the women of the northern region will be given the franchise in due course i am only appealing to them to make that due course soon
1: another man laughed
0: yeah, so in his autobiography, Amadou Bello says that it is so contrary to the customs and feelings of the greater part of the men of this region that I would be very loth to introduce it myself. The education of women must reach a far greater strength, and the number of properly educated women must be increased to many times the present before the vote could be used to full advantage.
1: Mm, bigger, but you know what I mean when the guy's like, I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm with you. <laughs> I love what you said. <laughs> but now, like, the main reason, like, women in the North aren't as educated is, like, it's literally like a circle. They're disenfranchised, yeah, they're disenfranchised and yeah they're disenfranchised so they're less educated and they're less educated because they're disenfranchised and then it's just like it's, it's so weird and they even you know, want to excuse the other that's bizarre
0: do you know when women in the north were allowed to vote yeah i guess the year
1: um i'm thinking like 90s
0: Noah uh, uh, I wasn't kidding I've I wasn't sure um, I thought I it ha- I thought like- it would have yeah, happened well, separate- automatically with independence is that what you thought I thought it had come it automatically with independence
1: I mean I never considered them not having it honestly I just it was in this conversation that I realized oh okay women in the north were not very franchised
0: yeah so women in the north were not allowed to vote or be voted for until 1976 yeah. So what she said about um, Amadou Bailo was what Sarah, what Sawaba mm-hmm. said was that for the fact that women in the north were not allowed to vote or be voted for, she would have stood against him in his own constituency.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Haji Gambo Sawaba, sometimes called the most jailed female, um, the most jailed Nigerian female politician, political activist, a legend, a hero retired in 1998 um when she retired she said politics in this country has lost its flavor it is no longer a game of ideology but a game of self-aggrandizement
1: i just feel like she's i mean at this point in her life she's very she's very self-educated so i'm very curious about like the material she was reading
0: um yeah man so that is hadja she died at the age of 71 of natural causes.
1: Mm-hmm. She
0: says, she's quoted as saying that like she was beating so badly that she's bled from every office that she had to remove her wound to save her life at one point in time. Her front teeth uh-huh. were fake by the time she died because they've beaten her so much that her teeth had fallen out. She tried for lack of a better summary. <laughs> so this woman tried. If anyone wants to learn more about her, I guess, Google's. But I will also, because I have been requested to do this multiple times, um, I think I would sit down Saturday and give a list of books for people and resources because um, our DMs are now full of people asking for resources and I have to do that. Mm. Um, yeah, so let's go to the two true uh, kufus i said this episode was about Kufu, and i spent most of the talking about gambo uh sawaba so kofo uh ademola was married to adetokumbo ademola who is tim Tal, do you know who he is yeah i
1: know how he is what was he known, He's for? The road he road known for oh my goodness
0: um What? adetokumbo Demola was the first Nigerian Chief Justice of Nigeria. He was the first Nigerian, first indigenous Chief Justice of Nigeria. Before Adetokumbo Ademola, the rest of them That's were what th- I
1: said, he was a judge.
0: You said he wasn't just a judge, he was the Chief Justice of Nigeria and the first black. One first Nigerian to be Chief Justice of Nigeria was Adetokumbo Ademola. Um, his wife...
1: He was a really, really good judge.
0: Mm, congrats on that. I'll give you a cupcake when I see you next.
1: His, his wife was... <laughs>
0: Kofo Worela Ademola, she was an Omoba, and as the wife of Adetokumbo Ademola, she was also an Oluri. But she chose to go by Lady Ademola mm. because Adetokumbo Ademola was knighted. Interesting. Mm.
1: Um, Interesting. Cool. She was
0: born into the Egba royal family of Western Nigeria. Her dad... Um, was a prominent lawyer and her mom ada arabella was an artist and returnee from northern america i think her mother mm. was nivon actually she
1: no her mother was an alakija no no sorry his mother was an alakija her mother was what was her mother
0: a returnee i can't
1: remember it a might, be, might be wrong. i just said <laughs> her oh. mother was a returnee.
0: no i thought you were trying to I, I,
1: no i thought you were trying to remember her last name well, I, no. you said Nivon. vaughn
0: yeah Ni n-e-e vaughn yeah vaughn yeah. um, being the last name okay
1: yeah so you, you're sure she was okay, all right, all right, okay i'm
0: not entirely sure she all was right. um but in 1931 she became the first person to earn a degree um first black woman to earn a degree from the university of oxford first black woman period mm. um not just first african first black um She went to St. Hugh's College in Oxford to study English literature and education. Um, She went to CMS school in Nigeria before she went to school in Vassar College in New York and Potwick College in Reading before finally St. Hugh's College in Oxford she obviously was had stellar academic performances um, that led her there she wrote a 21 page autobiography on her life which was considered a landmark autobiography that challenged british stereotypes about africans in 1935. she Mm. says that she was essentially considered a curio like a curiosity um, by her classmates at Oxford, which I cannot even imagine. <laughs> imagine being the only black woman oh,
1: that, in the whole school. That gives very, very racist, r- racist vibes.
0: Yeah. So she did speak about um, um, experiencing like overt racism. She was just like, I, she was just like, oh, they'd be so impressed I could speak English really well. And I just know that feeling because I still mm-hmm. feel it. This in 2022 but this was in 1930s also like this is in a time when i'm going to quote a, an oxford history professor hugh trevor roper who made this lecture in 1963 by the way just so you know what it was like 30 years after she left oxford trevor roper says there was only the history of europeans in africa the rest was darkness the darkness was not a subject of history this is oxford regis's um this is the oxford regis history professor so he's like a scholar history professor in oxford in the 1960s saying that there was only the history of europeans in africa the rest was darkness
1: darkness um but yeah you were right she's well her last name was more but the Moors are descended from Vaughn so, eh, fair enough.
0: Mm. Okay, so that is Kofo Ademola. She ends up, like, with honors, I think, Order of the British Empire honors. Um, she has a plaque dedicated to her in Oxford. Um, it goes, Koforola Ademola, 1913 to 2002. Educator, author, social worker, First black African woman awarded a degree by Oxford University attended St. Hughes College 1931 to 1935. Um, She worked with the Red Cross, she did a lot for trying to help girl child, and um, I think she also worked at Queen's College at some point. So, yeah, that is Kofu Ademala. Awesome woman, awesome husband, cool Nigerians from history. Let's go to. Pratts Kuola Abeni Pratz She was a Nigerian nurse who was the first black nurse to work in Britain's National Health Service, also known as the NHS. She subsequently became the vice president of the International Council of Nurses. She was the first black chief nursing officer in Nigeria and she worked for the Federal Ministry of Health. She was also commissioner of health for Lagos State under Mobolaji Johnson. She died like three days before you were born. She died on 18th of June
1: 1992.
0: <laughs> Koforola Abeni nice. Pratt died three days before you were born. What do they say? Like real niggas don't die; they multiply. <laughs>
1: That's not the same. What? No.
0: Okay. You what know what? Okay, it does apply to this. But I got that from yeah. KZ. I am the.
1: I am the. I am the reincarnation. I'm the reincarnation of Kofo
0: Abeni Pratt. Kofu
1: uh, Abeni Pratt. Yeah.
0: Okay. She was born. And it's
1: interesting because Chris Pratt, the <laughs> actor who has the same last name as her, ha, we were born on the exact same day. Isn't that interesting?
0: Wait, which Pratt? The one on House of Dragons? No, that's Darcy No, no,
1: Chris Pratt The the one in the MCU
0: Oh, you were born on the same day as him?
1: Yeah, not the same year But the same day
0: Oh, that is a sexy white man That's a good person to share a birthday with Not okay. mad. Sorry, I mean you could have been sharing a birthday with Kanye West Now what?
1: I also share one with Rebecca Black. Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. Okay. And Prince William, yeah.
0: those are a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot going on. What was going yeah, on on the twenty first? One
1: packet, one. One day.
0: <laughs> one day. <laughs> one
1: you know, one packet, one day.
0: <laughs> okay, Koforola Abeni Pratt was born in nineteen fifteen. She was the first black person to train at the Nineteen Year School then based at St. Thomas Hospital in London starting in nineteen forty six. And when the National Health Service was launched in July of nineteen forty eight, she was on duty, the first black nurse in the NHS. She was born Kofurla Abeni Scott, um to some rich, privileged Lagos family. I'm joking why did I say that? Loud? But she was born she was born to a privileged Yoruba family in Lagos. Um, they were a Christian family and she wanted to be a nurse and her family were like no you don't because nigerian nurses had a bad reputation because they were not allowed to do good jobs they were essentially just cleaning the bedpans the higher posts were always reserved for british expatriate women while menial tasks were accorded to nigerians as was the practice of the colonial nursing Mm. service so her parents didn't actually let her become a nurse but then she met eugene samuel Oluremi pratt who shared her faith And strongly supported her aspiration to become a nurse. They got married in the Cathedral Church of Christ and they moved to London together. Olu Pratt made the introduction for his wife to the matron of St. Thomas' Hospital in London. So he was actually, he went to London to apply for his own medical studies and helped his wife attain her own medical studies as like a nurse st thomas had been bombed during the war which was what i said earlier so when she arrived in 1946 her quarters were in other parts of london and she actually kind of had to learn how to be a nurse in like partially bombed locations she also went on she got excellent marks she worked as a midwife um, she got extra certificates and she got admission into the royal college of nursing she also like traveled to the united states and other countries to learn about how they did nursing in those other areas and she would later lead the introduction of university-based training in nigeria on nursing which was achieved in 1965 mm. when she returned to nigeria in 1955 oh, also like when she was in school she had a son she had two sons but when she was in school she had a son and she had to give her son to be fostered while her and her husband were like doing their studies and there's this whole thing of like nigerians being fostered um all over the uk i remember when we discussed it about like nigerian children being fostered all over the uk by different families
1: yeah 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 um there's even a film about it i'm trying to remember the name i know it's got and interest in it um but it's if it, it, it's like I don't. is it a sister or a phenomena what would you call it
0: i don't know if it was a system or a phenomena i don't know because it even um when i was reading her bio it also said that she was boarded in nigeria like amongst other families like i think there was like more communal raising of children back in the day but I'm not entirely sure hmm. what it was The fostering system was like in England Because it seemed to be quite common More common than like we'd imagine yeah. Now. But yeah, when she first returned to Nigeria hmm. To work yeah. as a nurse First of all, they gave her separate quarters And they were like, you can't They didn't give her the job because she was Nigerian <laughs> Like, <laughs> She went to University College Hospital Ibado And they were like, yeah, you are as qualified as us but you're a negro so you can't stay in the same quarters and you can't have the same job anyways did that stop her no she ultimately became the matron at uch ibadan and commissioner of health in fact of Lagos states and also like the chief nurse of the whole country the federation the most no most popular black most popular wait most populated black nation in the world what's the word is my english correct you are laughing but you're not populous.
1: correct
0: most populous black nation in the world yeah um she was given she was awarded the Florence Nightingale medal by the Royal College of Nursing which is the highest award for a nurse achievable ever she was also named nice. a, she was also given a chieftaincy title and she was um, awarded the order of the Federal Republic of Nigeria
1: Mm-hmm. she was oh yeah she was doing she was, really, she was really doing some wild stuff I like that um th- sometimes I mean I really like the times I live in obviously they are not perfect but I think about like living in those times a lot and how like like there's just so many things I could have done and I'll, I'll just been like the first black person to ever do this blah 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 Wikipedia page you know
0: yeah but like would you it's not shallow
1: been... it's think about it huh
0: that's a shallow way to think about that a shallow way to think about it? Ish, because, like, I don't even know. Like, I mean, would you have been the first black ever? Like, she could have just lived a very soft life in Lagos. Like, she chose to live a less soft Definitely. life.
1: Definitely. The softness is guaranteed. Yeah, she went into, like, the trenches.
0: Like, she chose to live a less soft life. And, like, That's I so think it's mean, cool to, softness. like, one, know what you want to do, dedicate yourself to that, and, like, just. Improve life of other people, you know what I'm saying?
1: Um, yeah, also, guess what? When
0: she was awarded the Florence Nightingale Medal, it was awarded to her by the president mm-hmm. of the Nigerian Red Cross Society, who was Adetokumbo Adimola, the other Kofo's husband.
1: Oh, I like that nice little connection. It was a nice you little know, connection. um, the other Kofo went the other Kofo got her awards from Elizabeth's mom,
0: yeah, Queen Mother, Lily mummy.
1: the QM.
0: Mm. Yeah. I landed. I landed on this topic because I was looking at the Council of Nigerian Women and like the National Council of Women Societies and stuff. And I was just looking, and I was just like, "There's so many kufus here." Mm. <laughs> I was like, "How many? How many kufus could I have made a mark on mm. Nigerian history?" Turns out there are a few. <laughs> so, <laughs> and like, I don't know. Do you know any kufus? The thing is, see? just
1: like it's like it's like the shadia of that time.
0: No, it's not.
1: Well, it's a popular name that's what i mean like it was just a name that like people had and people you know it's it, i don't think it's like um, you know what i mean that's what i mean like people are just popular it was just a popular name so oh, lots of kufus but out what, what does cool it mean stuff.
0: can somebody listening tell us what it means mm-hmm? what does kufu Wurla mean
1: oh I, I it means wealth it means um, money cannot buy wealth
0: Wow, that's a good name. That is a good name.
1: I thought so too.
0: That is a lovely name. Actually,
1: initially I thought it I thought it meant uh, money cannot buy tomorrow, which I was really good as well, but then I googled it and I saw it was actually wealth.
0: That's beautiful actually. Well, that's our episode. That is our episode. That is our episode. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast. Like, comment, share. Visit our Instagram at the Dirty Lie Podcast. On Instagram and at the Dirty Lie Pod on Twitter. Um, I want to say thank you so much for the people who have reviewed on Spotify and people who have left comments on Apple Podcasts. Have a lovely week.